My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. Hello, friends and family from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with your host, David J. Harris, Jr. And today, friends, I have the honor and the privilege of having a young man on the show with me today that I think can speak right to the heart of so many issues that are currently plaguing our country. Uh, as uh, born in Iran, a uh, uh, he's migrated to this country. His parents migrated to this country. He understands from what the Ayatollah did. He understands the dangers of communism, the dangers of socialism. He's got a very interesting take on that. Yet he's a man that stands boldly for faith. He is a UFC mixed martial arts uh, fighter, one of the best out there right now. He is rising up the ranks, and it is my honor to bring up Benil Dariush, my brother. How are oh. you doing today? Wow, what an intro. Praise God, man. I mean, young man, I haven't heard that in a while. I got so many gray hairs, I don't get called <laughs> up no more. <laughs> well, it's probably because you're definitely a lot younger than I am. Uh, I think you're, what, 31, somewhere in there? 32, 32. 32 years old. I remember those days, baby. I remember those days, but the, like they were yesterday, but it seems like a long time ago. But you are uh, you are a man. You are a fighter. You are a very vicious fighter, but you're very classy. That's one thing I love and respect about you, brother. I had the honor of uh, interviewing the Iceman Chuck Liddell, and I always appreciate that about him as well. He was always very classy, uh, and we need that, especially in today's society, just period, as men, uh, and both inside and outside the ring, you are a class act, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, uh, I think confidence should be quiet and humble. Mm -hmm. That's that's just me. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, if you if you know you can back it up, you don't have to talk about it. Uh, although the way that Conor McGregor talks, I think it's good for the sport. <laughs> it's you know, it's gotten the sport. It's pushed the sport further and it pushed him very far. It got a lot done for him. But yeah, the problem with that is um, it always comes back to bite you, and uh, and you're seeing that now. Connor, like, yeah. I feel like he believed his own hype and he believed all the things he was saying, and it's coming back. It's coming back, and it's like, hey, buddy, you haven't been doing the same amount of training everybody else is doing. You're a man. You're no different. If you don't train just like you're supposed to, like everybody else is training, two days when there's no fight, two days when uh, no one's looking, you know, doing all the things when no one's looking. It's going to catch up to you. And I think we're seeing that. I mean, the the fight he had previous to this, he at least won the first round. This fight, he couldn't even uh, he couldn't even win the first round. So I, I, it's, no. it's, I, I, it's not looking good. No, I, I, I agree with you as well. It's, it's interesting. You know, uh, pride comes before a fall, we've heard, uh, and it's been written. And uh, unfortunately, I think that uh, his the pride and who he believed he was, the idea of who he believed he was, uh, it's it's showing up when he actually gets into the ring. Since we're on the since we're on the topic of Connor uh, and his last fight, I was there actually ringside. Great friend Adam Weitzman invited me to be there. Uh, do you think that his foot was broken? That that bone was broken before he went in the ring. I, I don't think I didn't think they'd let somebody get into a ring if he actually had a broke break or a fracture of any kind. It's because he's obviously going to be using that leg. It's definitely possible. It's definitely possible mm. because you don't have to notify the athletic commission. I, uh, uh. I don't know if I should be telling you on here, but I, I I fought one time with a broken chest or or the rib right 
where my chest is, it was broken. And we just, I just said, listen, if we go to the doctor, the doctor is going to tell us something we don't want to hear. And then we have two options, notify the UFC or don't notify the UFC. So I said, you know what? I, I don't even want to go to a doctor. I don't even want to know about it. And we'll just get the fight done and figure it out after. So you can't okay. do, can do that, but then you could possibly get in trouble later. So I'm, I'm a little bit safer because I didn't even know it was broken. I just said, I'm okay. So I, I, I checked after the fight. So it, it's definitely possible. Um, but like, it's not an excuse for losing. Uh, it's just, that's life. Multiple yeah. Life, man. It's, and, and that is your weight class, right? If the cards go right and you keep winning, you're on a seven fight win streak right now. I think 21 wins overall. That's your weight class. You could be competing for that belt. That is my weight class. I was actually hoping to get the next title shot. I'm number three right now. Nobody in the nobody in the top five has a uh, win streak like I do. So I just thought it, it would make sense for me to get that fight. But um, I guess not. I guess Dustin's getting it. But you never know. Something might change. I might I might still get the title shot. If not, we'll get somebody else, and then we'll we'll go for the title. Well, I'm rooting for you, my brother. I, uh, I I know it's in the it's in the cards for you in the future. You've got what it takes. You're passionate, uh, and you recently one of your latest fights. I think this was your latest fight. You literally broke the internet by uh, by being bold as a lion to actually <laughs> champion your faith and what you believe. So I'm gonna play the clip for those that haven't seen it. Okay. I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's number one. Hey, calm down, calm down. Number two, I want to dedicate this fight. To all the people who've been hurt by Marxist ideologies, there are millions of you, and I know it. And uh, it's just a fight. I know it's not much, but I want you to know that I love you, and I understand the pain. You love them, and you understand the pain. Let's talk about that, because Cuba is absolutely in an uproar right now. Uh, the people of Cuba are marching in the streets by the tens of thousands from some of the videos I've seen. We see the uh, the police there that are literally shooting at people, uh, beating them up. They're they're arresting them. Uh, what can you speak to the to the freedoms that the Cuban people are 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 wanting and are not getting in Cuba? You know, I, I think I would say majority of America is with you, and I would say the large majority are yes. hard to out to you, and uh, we want we want freedom. We want freedom. I, I want freedom for everybody, even people I don't like. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's 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 so sad because Cuba is supposed to be a jewel. It's it's mm. it's supposed to be one of the best places to go and 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 see. And whoever lives there is supposed to be uh, truly blessed. But it's not like that. Why? Because of this this ideology. It's a godless ideology, and it just destroys destroys everything. So let's speak to that for a little bit. Uh, I think you said you you were. I know you said you were born in Iran. You're a Syrian, uh, which is a small group. You were sharing with me a small group in Iran, about five hundred thousand or so, that have Christian faith. And uh, when the Ayatollah came in, uh, tell, talk about what what took place when the Ayatollah came in and into a mostly free area uh, for for you and your family and what you went through. So it used to be there used to be a shah, which is a king. And uh, he used to run uh, Iran. And, and then there was a revolution. The people thought, uh, like, this isn't the way to do it. So uh, th they bring in the Ayatollah. The Ayatollah promised a lot of free things, kind of like socialism, uh, <laughs> this Marxist ideology. Um, and so with that being said, things change. They come, come in and they say, hey, like, Assyrians, 
you guys can stay is Armenians as well, actually. The the two small minorities that are Christian there. They said, Hey, you guys can stay Christian. We won't we won't uh we won't force you to change your religion, but uh no uh you can't share the gospel, which is um hmm. completely opposite of uh, what a Christian is supposed to be. So it was uh it was a little tricky, uh, but you know, Assyrians are still there and 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 the churches are still there. So I I, I was um, I was blessed enough to grow up in the church, even though in the beginning I was a, I was in a I was in a Christian. And I I was uh, I was able to grow up in the church, which was which was a great thing for me. Well, and I think it's I think it's so needed for people to have faith and a belief in and an acknowledgement of a higher power. A lot of people just stop there. You and I know that it goes a little farther than that, but I think it's so important for people to understand that there's a higher power, especially above government. Because otherwise, that's exactly what these socialist, communist, really just Marxist ideologies want people to believe is to honor, respect and adore the government and the government only. Uh, and we see it now happening in, in our in our own country. I think uh, during this last pandemic, during the pandemic, we're still in it. They've been they've been initiating all these different orders, mask mask orders, churches locked down. Uh, Gavin Newsom saying you can't sing in church. Uh, what do you what do you think about when you see these kind of mandates coming from politicians here in America, uh, where where you love and appreciate this country? What does that make you think of when you see and hear these kind of mandates coming down from politicians? I mean, there's a lot. You, it, the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, uh, the book of Daniel, where uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and uh, uh, and one bad Negro, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Abednego, yeah. He, uh, they're supposed to bow down to a um, to a um, statue of, of the of, of the king, and they're they're just like, uh, no, thank you. That's that's my wife back there. Yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know why she's back there, but she's back there. Anyway, All good. <laughs> um, it's the first thing that comes to my mind. It says, "Listen, you're there, there's only one God you're going to worship, and that's the government. That's number one. And then number two, it's just it's a clear." It's a clear message to everybody who doesn't think the government should be in complete control. It says, hey, to, I think especially for anybody who's religious, not just Christian, of any religion, it says, hey, listen, that's not the way we do things anymore. We're in charge and, and mm. we're we're the number one power and you're going to look us look at us uh, as an idol. And, and I think uh, I think that's terrifying personally, and especially coming from a country who did that already. And then my wife, who's Vietnamese, came from a Marxist country, or her family came from a Marxist uh, country. They ran away. Uh, her dad got on a boat where nine out of ten boats didn't make it. And then her mom left maybe a day before they were going to be put in prison. So it's um, it's 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 a scary time, man. It it definitely is. But I'm I'm just grateful. You could see the majority still still doesn't want this. They they but a lot of them are silent, and so. Yeah, the uh, the opposite side is just gaining gaining ground because a lot of us are silent, and I just don't want to be silent. Yeah, you're you're hitting the nail on the head for me too, brother. My first book, I'm working on my second one right now, but it was it's called "Why I Couldn't Stay Silent," and it's uh, it's Thank because you. of that very fact. So many people just refuse to uh, speak up and speak out about the issues that matter, uh, or just feel like, well, that's okay if they do this, or or just not get involved. What's your message to people that are sitting on the sign line watching uh, what's taking place in our country, our freedoms that seem to be slowly just being sifted away from us 
that uh, that actually do have faith or do believe in this beautiful country and idea that is America. What's your message to them? Um, actually, the shirt I'm wearing, this is my student shirt. His name is David Chow, right? David Chow, his father is also from Vietnam. And so David's father will tell you a story where the, the, the communists who are basically Marxists came in uh, and they said, um, like, we're going to start doing certain things. And he didn't want any of that stuff. And he just stayed quiet. And he stayed quiet uh, and just had hoped things would get better eventually. And unfortunately, he ended up in jail for 10 years. He was in jail for so long because of the communist regime that when they came to him at, at the 10-year mark and they looked at him and they asked, like, what are you here for? And he said, I don't know. What am I here for? And they didn't even know. So they let him out. And that's why he wow. took America. Like, that's that's that might not happen to you or me in this generation, but it could definitely happen to our kids. And and that's that's a terrifying thought to me. Yeah, that's extremely terrifying. And just one example of, unfortunately, millions of individuals that have been silenced or jailed uh, or worse for uh, for not complying with uh, with government when that government's a Marxist uh, communist government. Um, so you, you shared your wife is from Vietnam. How long have you guys been married, brother? We've been married over a year. Uh, she's over there. She's laughing at me because uh, it looks like I got a lazy eye right now. I, I don't. I got punched in the eye yesterday. So. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, but yeah, we've been married over a year and we have a baby now. We have a, uh, we have a six tomorrow. She's going to be six week old daughter. Uh, her name is wow. What's her name? Alva. Alva. That's so beautiful. I've got two daughters. I saw your pictures of your daughter on your social media. So adorable. Uh, congratulations to you on that newborn and congratulations. on You're still newlyweds in my book. My wife and I have been married 27 years. So to go back to our first year is like, wow, that's a long time ago. Uh, but I still remember it's still a newlywed phase and everything's peaches and roses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> 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 that. It's uh, it's her birthday this, uh, this weekend, uh, this weekend actually. And she's like, so what do we do for my birthday? I'm like, I don't know. We'll, sit down do nothing and <laughs> gave me a look like are you insane I was like, oh, we'll go to we'll go to catalina or something just chill out so it's uh no it's um i feel like i'm i'm trying to push it into that next stage she's like no no no, no. we're staying in this honeymoon stage for as long as we can we didn't even get a honeymoon because of the pandemic oh wow yeah so a year ago it was right in the middle of the pandemic then well, um praise god man we got married in february because in March, the same place we got married got shut down. Everything got shut down. And my whole family was like, why are you getting married in February? It's cold outside. Wait till summertime, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, listen, I'm trying to have as many babies and as fast as I can. So, <laughs> <laughs> end of the year or summer or whatever it is you guys are looking for. We're getting married in February. And, you know, come April, I was like, I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> That worked out. That worked out. That was uh that was Papa uh that was trying to help make sure you guys got married exactly. and didn't wind up stuck. I, I I've got friends actually that were supposed to travel and get married and uh, they had to postpone it. One one good friend of mine, mine and my wife's, uh, she's still uh I don't think she's still no, she finally did get married, very small wedding, but she was supposed to go to uh 
uh, somewhere in the other, another country, uh, Ireland, I believe. And it just nothing, it didn't work out. So congratulations, at least on that. Thanks. And congratulations on your little baby. How has that changed your life? Uh, having a little baby, the baby, especially a little baby girl. The baby's, yeah, man. I, I, I was scared to have a boy. I was like, man, I don't think I'm ready for a boy. I have two nieces. They're incredible. And I've learned to, uh, I, I've learned to work with them. I, I know when to push, when to pull. And uh, I don't, I don't know how to do that with a boy yet. So I, I'm, I'm going to need more practice and uh, it's the best, man. It's, uh, I don't sleep much. So the whole not sleeping thing hasn't been a big deal, but like during the day I'll pick her up and I won't feel tired and I'll sit down mm. on the couch and all of a sudden I, I just took the best nap of my life. And it's, I don't, I don't have that normally. So I'm, 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 I can't explain it. Everything, every time I hold her, there's this piece. So it's, it's been really good. I always tell anybody I meet cause they're always like, Oh, is it hard? Is it difficult? I was like, man, there is nothing difficult about it because all of the difficult things that you think are difficult, you will walk through fire for this child. So why do you mm. think that's going to be difficult? You know what I mean? So yeah. that's that's one of the things I always talk about. Like People are like, oh, having kids is hard. I'm like, nah, I think not having kids is harder. So Well, it, def it definitely gives you perspective as well. So uh, now that once you have a little being of your own, you know, a little child that's yours that you'll do anything for, what does it make you feel about, you know, the the belief that is pushing into our school systems that wants to then teach minority children, children with more melanin in their skin than other children, the, to, to judge others based on their skin tone? What, what is that? You know, CRT I'm talking about, obviously, critical race theory. Uh, what does that make you feel as a father that this this ideology is trying to permeate uh, our school system? 